0: Wisdom Beyond the Classroom Accelerate your learning Master your mindset And believe in yourself What would you love to learn That you weren't taught in school Which could add tremendous value to your life The Wisdom Beyond the Classroom Podcast is for teens Their parents And the rest of us Set out to do just that Because we are never too young Or too old To learn something new All right, thank you for joining us on Wisdom Beyond the Classroom. We have a special guest today and a very good friend of mine, Ryan Stanley. Ryan is a man of many talents. Ryan is an author to a a book called Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful. We'll talk a little bit about that. He is also a coach. He also is a husband and a dad to two boys. And he, you know, he's a man of many, many talents. He has a couple irons in the fire. And um, you know, I thought he'd be a perfect person to have on here. So Ryan, welcome.
1: Ryan, I am blessed to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh Absolutely. the pleasure is all mine.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for being here. So uh right off the bat, Ryan, one thing that I'd love to ask you about, and I know you as someone that is big into meditation. Sure. Uh Something that's really part of your daily routine. Um, how long have you been meditating now? Really, not that
1: long, to be honest with you. On a regular basis, I, I probably started in December of 2019.
0: Okay. Okay. Right on. So a couple of years now. Yeah. Um, so you know, for those that might not meditate, or those that might be thinking, well, maybe it's something I'll give a sh-, you know give a shot to. Um, what have you noticed as a biggest difference between when you didn't do it and and now? Yeah, great
1: question. So I, I would say there is a different level of focus. There's a different level of calmness. There is, a di- I mean, not necessarily just when I'm meditating, but in other parts of my day. Uh, I think there's another aspect of just stress and anxiety or frustration, the things that life can bring to us, especially in the post-2020 world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think those... My, my body, my mind, my subconscious are ready to deal with those on a different level. Not, I don't even like the word deal with them, are prepared to have less of an effect based mm-hmm. on stress or anxieties that are happening outside me. The concept right. uh, and my, my experience with meditation in general is that it gives you the ability to control your thoughts, mm-hmm. to take, bring, bring more awareness to who you are in the moment and your ability to be more present now. Mm-hmm. And so that that is actually the practice of it for me anyway, it's really spending time practicing being present. Mm-hmm. And with that comes building the muscle of choosing your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so as it becomes a habit and a daily process that your your physical mm-hmm. body gets in the habit of doing when stressful moments do arise, or experience do occur that that could bring some anxious or anxiety into your psyche. Uh, I naturally I'm not as affected by those. I naturally go to a place of self-awareness where I can choose who I want to be in the moment and recognize that those, whatever those things are, they're happening outside of me. And really it's, it's what happens inside of me that makes a difference. And by then, I, so that's when I choose my thoughts, choose my breathing, choose my self-awareness and uh, how I want to move forward from there.
0: Awesome, awesome answer. And so it really is more about you being able to respond instead of react. Uh, it's about absolutely. It's about doing things that are in your control as opposed to, you know, having to react to things that are outside of your control. 100%. Yeah.
1: And to, to give it another analogy, it's like the, 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 the reason that people exercise or work out or keep themselves healthy is and if all of a sudden somebody was asked to run real quickly because of an emergency and they've they never exercised and were completely out of weight or out of, out of shape, that would be more difficult for them. And they would have more physical stress based on them suddenly having to run. But someone oh, who has runs every single day or exercises, their body is more physically toned, it's not that big of a deal that they're able to do it. And so it's yeah. a different type of muscle building. It's a different type of exercise.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I know you're a big fan of Dr. Joe Dispenza and his meditations. Um, what would you say to somebody that was just starting out in meditation as far as you know, giving them some direction and or um, what would you say to somebody that might be interested in the Dr. Joe Dispenza meditations?
1: Yeah, definitely. So- um, first of all, what I love about Dr. Joe Dispenza in particular is that he really takes the, the woo-woo-iness out of meditation. It doesn't make it, doesn't have to, you don't have to be a yogi. You don't have to be the super spiritual person. You don't have to be a saint. You don't have to be mm-hmm. sitting in a, you know, cross-legged in a temple up in, in the Andes somewhere or whatever it is. Right. Basically here, like he breaks down scientifically what happens in your body and in your brain, chemically, physically, when you meditate, when you choose to, to slow your breathing, When you you cut out the the light and the sound, you you distract your brain, that do distract your brain, you focus on the frontal lobe. It basically breaks down the science of what occurs when you meditate. Mm -hmm. And then therefore the physical benefits of it because of it. Mm -hmm. So the reason I bring this up just to kind of answer your question, that's why I'm such a, a fan because it's, he's done years and years of science where they test everybody's body. It's not just, well, he felt really good afterwards. They've actually go in and see the physiological difference in your brain after four days of meditating straight or whatever it is. Right. So just for anybody who's curious, I would definitely check out, um, he's written several books, I think mm-hmm. four altogether. Mm-hmm. I think if you're just curious into learning more about what I was just discussing, the benefits of from a scientific level, mm-hmm. I would start with a book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself mm-hmm. by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And then he also has some meditations that go along with that, that you can get on his online store. Mm-hmm. Um when you buy the book as well. Right. So that's, that's where I would start. Uh, but if you're not interested in necessarily going all that, and you're really just listening to this, and you're just curious about meditation in general. Uh, I was never like that, you know, as someone's been, I've been a certified professional coach since 2009. So I've been a life coach for, you know, over a decade. I've been into personal growth. I've been into self-development aspects of, of choosing my thoughts and deciding who I want to be and helping others do the same. Uh, and meditation was never really a about a part of my practice mm-hmm. and so for me it just kind of seemed like something I, I wasn't anti i wasn't no i wouldn't do that as much as just i wasn't used to doing it it wasn't how i was raised it just it wasn't a bad thing at all as much as just wasn't something that i had considered or right. i had considered it but not so much to really implement as a daily practice
0: right
1: uh, i had done some centering things where you, you know you do which actually is a form of meditation which i'll get into in a second but You know, well, you do take deep breaths. You do close your your eyes. You do center yourself, right? You decide that you want to be here now. And so I didn't necessarily consider that meditation at the time, but I might do that with some of my clients. I might have done that in some other, um, you know, to prepare for maybe a a business meeting or that type of thing. But it wasn't something that I implemented every single day. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying that because perhaps there's others out there who hear the word meditation and think it's like this Swami guru yoga thing. Mm-hmm. And that's not their thing. And so they, they've kind of been turned off by it. Mm-hmm. And so really meditation is to the point earlier, it's an exercise of being present. It's an exercise of, I think that the word means to be familiar with, mm-hmm. right? So you're becoming familiar with yourself. You're becoming familiar with your thoughts mm-hmm. and you are making time to choose your thoughts and who you want to be uh, in a specific moment and who you want to create for your future self. Mm-hmm. And you're getting used to seeing, or not seeing, but um, you know, I, I know when I sit in meditation, of course, different thoughts from the day, business meetings, other family, uh, who knows, all things pop into the brain at different times. And by recognizing those and then choosing a different thought, right? So no meditations are bad, they're just sometimes they're more distracted than the others, but every single time you choose to have the thought more about being present and being here or clearing your mind or whatever it is that you're, you're working on at the moment, um, you are doing a push-up right you are it is a form of exercise in that moment right right so to anybody who's just curious i would say the, first of all just clarity on it. the purpose is to be able to build the muscle of choosing your thoughts in the moment from a calm standpoint mm-hmm. and get yeah. familiar with your own thoughts and, and how they they can run rampant and how you can get kind of caught on the, on the, the tape recorder of life and all these different things and so yeah. really it gives you an opportunity to mentally and physically focus your your, your thoughts and your energy on the now
0: Love it. Yep. And that's why it's becoming so mainstream is because it's so, it's so good for us. Um, and science shows that, um, I want to move the switch topics here to the book you wrote, be patient, be present, be joyful. Um, what brought that on and what's, uh, what's the plug that we can say about this book? Because I, clearly have this book. I love this book. It's a lot of wisdom in there, but uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan, for
1: A, for saying how much you love it, and B, for giving the opportunity to share. Uh, So it's called Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful. There is a subtitle of a first aid kit for the emotional bumps, scrapes, and bruises of life. Mm. And so I wrote it specifically, you know, as a coach, I was finding not only with my clients, but with my friends, with my family members, with myself, typically there was three main points to and obviously there's many more and that there's lots of different ways to kind of draw them out but there was three basic things that every that most people were having challenges with mm-hmm. uh, when they were stressed or feeling overwhelmed or anxious about life and they were the ability to be patient they they, they did feel like there was a lack of time they're always in a hurry they're feeling overwhelmed those mm-hmm. are the type of things that, that bring up stress right mm-hmm. uh, so patience presence and people worried about the future what's going to happen then i'm not sure where am i going to end up Worried about the past. What did I do last week? What did I say? What is someone somewhere else thinking of me? Mm-hmm. So presence, the ability to be present. Mm-hmm. And then with those things, you know, people just were not as happy as they could be. They honestly didn't believe they had the ability to be, you know, based on their whole life. And, and that's a whole nother story. But, you know, mm-hmm. this victim level mentality of this happened to me X amount of time ago. And so this, that's why I can't be happy. Uh, so creating joy. So patience, presence, and joy were three things that I just found after a decade of coaching and working with other uh, people and working on myself Mm -hmm. that were easy to access from ourselves um, with some practice, right? And obviously if it's, I I say easy, meaning that they they come from within as we discussed earlier, Mm -hmm. but a lot of the time people think they don't have access and they have to come from someplace else. And really it just with with some intention, some purpose, uh, you can make them part of you every day. Mm -hmm. And so I, as, as you mentioned, I've got lots of irons in the fire, I'm a man of many, Talents is the word you use. Thank you for that. Um, so I, I call it an ADD entrepreneur.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I, you know, I, I don't know if it's, I've never been diagnosed, but I do get a lot of different ideas. I am thinking about a lot of different things all the, different, mm. all the time. And so I, there's a ton of great books out there that will change your life. I have read some of them, but I'm not going to finish a lot of them. Unfortunately, just the way my brain works. You know, if the, pay, if the book is three 400 pages long, there may be some amazing content in there that will change your life. Uh, I'm just likely not going to finish that.
0: And
1: mm. it has nothing to do with the content, it has more to do with me. Mm. I certainly, uh, by the way, more also props to Dr. Joe, I finished these longer books, which are super heady and they do kind of get into some science, um, some bigger words, that type of thing. Mm. But the, the, the content within it was just so powerful and interesting that, that I finished their books as well. So mm-hmm. I digress. Point being that I wanted something that like, listen, I'm having a stressful day. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I just need something that I can pick up right now and I don't need to spend a month reading or two weeks reading or figure out what's going to happen in you know 300 pages from now. I need mm. something I can pick up and either a read within 30 minutes and just get the concepts to move forward, or b just open to any page and find something that could serve me in the moment. Mm. And so that was the concept behind this book that it is a first aid kit that you can actually, if you want to, and again it's short as you you know you showed it up there. It's nothing too thick, but you could sit down and read it to 30 to 45 minutes. And gain some insight to to processes that you can use on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. tangible concepts that you can use in order to serve yourself moving forward on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as a first aid kit, it's also like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling stressed, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Let me just open this. It was intentionally designed to have something highlighted on any given page uh, that you could find and and serve you in the moment, almost like a a message from the universe, or just like a quick you know, sometimes people in, in a Bible situation or they'll have. Um, cards that they pick up, right? That, that might be like um, just motivational cards, whatever. Mm. It's made to be a thing that you can open if you're having a, a tough day or a tough moment. You keep in your car. You're sitting in traffic. You can open in whatever page you open to. There'll be something that that could serve you.
0: Mm. Love that. That's awesome. Um, that kind of goes along. And I've read this. I think it's fantastic. And and it's a quick read. And it makes perfect sense. It's like it makes perfect sense. Um, that goes along really with the the next question I wanted to ask you. Being a coach, you've been a coach now for over 10 plus years, um, you know, what do you see um, that are, like, big, you know, obstacles that you constantly see, like, over and over with people that, you know, if people could work on these things when they were younger, it would make all the difference in the world, I mean, is there something you could, you could point to as specific, or um, just, you know, does it go back to your book? Um, What are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, so, so both, right? I mean, I think patience and presence are huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing I will say quickly about the book is that it is for young people. I mean, it is mm-hmm. for young people. It is for old people. It's nothing too deep. It, it's it's intended yeah. to be something that's simplistic. Um, mm-hmm. It takes some of these bigger brain concepts and just, you know, breaks them down to, like, who... Uh, as you can tell by my conversation, I'm a bit of a casual guy, and the book is written in that way as well. Mm-hmm. For anybody who's interested um, in potentially serving younger people. So I don't want to think it's just right. for adult, for, for probably teen through adult. Mm-hmm. Um so that being said, I think patience and presence are certainly very important. I think you know, as the young people are trying to get clarity around that, that may seem a little out of the reach, or they're not clear on why that's even necessary. Because it seems like um, something they don't know enough about. Mm-hmm. So to bring it from more of a younger person standpoint, I think it's more about deciding who you want to be, mm-hmm. getting real, like making the time to you know we we spend time. I, I say kids today, young people will spend time on their smartphones. They, they spend time with their friends. They spend time doing sports. They spend time watching TV. They spend time doing video games. So they kind of get caught up in a cycle. I wake up, mm-hmm. I do this, I go to school, I come home, I do my homework, I hang out with my parents, but I'm trying mm-hmm. to be with my friends. I'm doing my video game, whatever their thing is.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's not to, and whatever, this is a, a A broad statement, but it's not common that people are making time, especially young people, but I would say all people really are sitting down and making time to decide who they want to be. Mm. Literally write it out as in a blueprint.
0: Yeah.
1: write it. You know, from I I know that you're a big fan of Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich. And that's kind of where this concept I certainly didn't come up with, but is drawn from. Uh, He calls it his statement of desire. When I work with my coaching clients, I called an I am statements, uh, you know, a list of I am statements or a North Star document. Mm-hmm. and it's really about deciding what you want your life to look like and feel like every mm-hmm. day because once you decide what that is then you also are naturally you have the ability to understand that well if this is what i want to be and who i want to be and how i want to live my life i can't at any point we, we get caught up blaming the outside this happened to me so i can't be this happened to me so now i'm this as opposed to saying well it doesn't matter what's happening out to me this is who i want to be mm-hmm. so even if i had a terrible day and this isn't going the way i want to uh, if I start feeling stressed and overwhelmed and nothing's good is happening to me, but my my I am statements or my North Star document or my list of my blueprint says that I'm a person who takes time to be patient every day, or I'm a person who you know s- um, utilizes gratitude in any given moment or utilizes gratitude when I'm feeling stressed or overwhelmed, or you know, and obviously those things don't always the stuff are everywhere. That's who I want to be. Mm. But if you set up this statement in a way that prepares you for stressful days, overwhelmed days, uh, frustration in general, mm. getting clear on who do you really want to be, your ideal situation, whether that be wealth, health, love, life, um, whatever it is, if you get real clear on who you want to be at any given moment, if you start behaving in a way that is not serving you mm. or feeling a way that that doesn't serve that future,
0: yeah. <laughs> you
1: can then get curious and ask yourself, is this behavior aligning with this person that I've drawn out?
0: Right. And yeah, when you that, start
1: to mm-hmm. ask questions like that, then you you can't help but get answers. And if it's not serving you and it's not moving you in that direction, then at least you have the responsibility. You're you're aware that you have the the, the ability and the responsibility uh, to to shift.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's a really good point. I think that if we have an intention of who we want to be, and or what we want to do, something bigger than ourselves, you know, like a goal or whatever, uh, you know, we start to. Move forward in that direction, right? Energy flows where where our attention, our attention goes. Attention goes, yeah. And not only that, but then if you mix thought and you mix feeling, as if like you know, you're believe you mix feeling and belief of you're actually taking steps to become that, yeah. Well, then your brain will go to work to prove your beliefs true, right? Whatever the mind totally. can conceive and believe, it can achieve. So, um, you're you're making forward progress to where you actually want to to go and who you actually want to be.
1: So, and by the way, uh, and this is so absolutely and mirroring what you just said and kind of bringing in some of the science of Dr. Joe again, you know, the point of this document isn't just to have it and look at it when you're feeling stressed, Mm. the point of this document is actually a form of meditation in itself, Mm. for for my clients and for myself. Uh, It's something that you read every day and mm-hmm. you don't just read it like, oh my gosh, let me just check this off the list. I just spent six minutes reading my list of who I want to be. Mm-hmm. Each statement that's on there, you read in the present tense and you take a moment to close your eyes and to your point, feel it, mm-hmm. be that person, whatever it is. And so your brain doesn't know the difference, whether it's actually happening or you're just believing it's happening. Like you, you are, are put, imagining that it happening. Yeah. Um, and so when we make the time on a daily basis to choose our thoughts, spend anywhere from one to 10 minutes to an hour plus, whatever it is, in gratitude, in self-awareness, in choosing who we want to be, our body based on those thoughts releases certain chemicals um, that will help us to feel better and help us to enjoy our life. And then our body gets used to creating those chemicals and it becomes a habit. And then we start to live more um, a more joyful life, a physically more joyful life okay? based yes. on the thoughts that we're, we're intentionally giving ourselves.
0: So true, so true. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, another question that I have for you as far as you have two, you have two boys, Ryan and Aiden, 11 years old and eight years old. Correct. And so um, what are some of the things that you're going to be focusing on with your sons? And, and it could very well be the things that we're talking about, but what are the things that you're going to focus on with them that they're not taught in school?
1: Um, yeah, it's a great question. I, I think because they come up every day. I mean, so absolutely the things that we've talked about right? Mm -hmm. Patience, presence. Um, Curiosity, I think is a huge one, like Mm -hmm. really the difference between judgment and curiosity. Mm. And that's something that I use a lot. Um, But I would say when kids find themselves worried about what other people think. Mm. uh, So this is a combination of things, as I'm just kind of thinking out loud. But first of all, yes, stop caring what anybody else thinks anywhere else doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, Decide who you want to be and do something about it. It literally is nobody else's business who you are. And it's none of your business what someone else thinks of you. Uh, That's a huge one. Mm -hmm. And curiosity, recognizing when you start judging someone else's behavior, can be your teacher. Can be another kid in your school. Can be all these things that that you may not like. But when you judge them as good or bad, you are really you're putting a label on them that doesn't doesn't offer opportunity for growth. Mm -hmm. So, if you know, if I have a child who's like, so for instance, we had a bullying situation. It wasn't a huge thing. It was just a different kid who had a different life, and he was being a little bit tough to my older son. And uh, instead of just being like, hey, you're right, that kid's a jerk, which also does come up. I mean, people certainly, <laughs> I certainly wanted to recognize how my son was feeling, <laughs> right. but I said, now, Ryan, had you lived every single second of his life, if you had been raised in his house, I mean, he's learning this behavior from someone else. Mm. So just know that it really doesn't have anything to do with you. It has everything to do with them. Mm. And so that there's ways, you know, this is not a, right. This sentence here right now is not about. What to do in a bullying situation in, in person, but from an individual space afterwards. Um, instead of spending all this time as why is he that way? He's so mean. Why you know? Why does he talk to me that way? Uh, just be like I wonder what it's like to be that person. Mm. And so that, so an introduction of empathy at an early age, I think, is important. Mm. Start getting genuine instead of judging them start getting genuinely curious as to what it's like to be them. And then you start to have an understanding. doesn't mean you have to like them and want to spend time with them, but you can spend more of your time instead of separating yourself as he's bad and I'm good or vice versa. Um, I'm bad. Like sometimes kids will see children who they think are doing better than them, Mm -hmm. who think they have everything right. And maybe they're getting better grades or maybe they're more popular, or maybe they're um, better at gym class, whatever it is, instead of being like, well, he's so good or she's so good. And I'm not good enough. You know, you are then judging yourself, Mm. and so if you honestly feel like, "Hey, I would wish that I had whatever that person has—better grades, better in gym, more popularity." Instead of judging yourself as good or bad, get curious as to what is that person doing to acquire those things, Mm. and be you know, recognize: Am I judging myself, or am I being curious? It's um, a—I think you and I have had this conversation just privately about should versus could. Mm. Well, I should be better at gym. I should you know have more friends. I should. Uh, get better grades, whatever, they, as opposed to taking the t- stop shooting on yourself, take the SH out, re- re- replace it with a C. And you know, what? I could get better grades. Awesome. What does that look like? Mm. I could, I could have more friends. Great. So what are you willing to do about that? What type of friends would you like to find? Mm. Now, when you really start implementing curiosity into the brain, and we teach our children to do this on a regular basis, they access the right side of their brain more often. And again, that becomes a habit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So all this to say, as I kind of bring it full circle, I I think the the thing that I work on a lot with my children is asking powerful questions, Mm. which builds the habit for them to start asking questions instead of saying it is the way it is, it's just say, well, why is it that way? Mm. What could I do differently? So when they when they come to me with a problem, I don't give them solution. I ask them to come up with a solution or I ask them why they think it is, or I allow them to start accessing their the right side of their brain so they can be more curious, which as they grow older and uh, deal with other situations. Instead of seeing that they're at the effect of life, they are aware that they have the opportunity to be curious and see how they can be in charge of their life and take action.
0: Mm. Stop shooting all over yourself. Stop it. Amazing. That is, that is a fantastic answer. Uh, curiosity, um, not judging, right? A, a great quote I love about that is uh, the highest form of intelligence is to observe without evaluating. Right. Yeah. Uh, tremendous answer. Thank you, Ryan um if you were to go back in time and give yourself your teenage self a piece of advice wisdom if you will that you know now what would that be
1: you know i was thinking about that because i know that's your your typical question here It's it's a powerful one here with your other guests um and i i think that I would honestly say, so th- here's the thing. I loved who I was as a teenager. Like I had a really good time and probably where this is going is I probably had too good of a time. <laughs> uh, I don't know how true that is completely, but you know, I certainly, uh-huh. uh, I partied a lot and I did, a lot, but really a lot of it was, and I say, this is teenager going even deep into my twenties. Mm. As I'm analyzing myself out loud here, I think there was a lot of people pleasing. Mm. You know, so I, I talked early about caring what other people think and uh, caring what other people think. Mm. Uh, And so I feel like I always wanted to be the guy at the party who was like liked by everybody,
0: uh-huh. and
1: part of that was having a good time and partying as well, right? Mm. Um, But I would, I think I would tell myself, and as I already mentioned, right, stop caring what other people think. It doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. Mm. Choose your own life. Be more creative. And with that, I would say spend more time focusing on your career, not in a career sense, like the hey, go to school, get a job type of thing. Mm but spend more time deciding on who you want to be every single day. Mm-hmm. Now, the tough part about mm-hmm. that is I believed at the time that who I wanted to be every single day was this guy who was out partying with his friends, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not really, as I'm thinking about it, I, I'm sure, I think all the things that I've shared with you already about curiosity, about presence um, and mm-hmm. self-awareness is stuff that I, I would have, I, I would tell my teenage self, mm-hmm. but more so focus more, I, I think as a young, in fact, I also say as a younger person, I was like on this thin line of, you know, I always wanted to get like a job as like an assistant of a rich guy. You know what I mean? Like I kind of wanted to just like do just enough to where somebody liked me who would give me more like, you know, kind of on the side because I was a nice Mm. guy. Right. Mm -hmm. And as I'm growing older, I think that was a piece of lack of confidence in my ability to do something great myself, whether I knew that or not. Mm -hmm. And then I needed somebody else to do it. And I was just kind of to be there with them and use my, well, I believe in my strengths, which is getting along with others and being a nice guy, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to taking those same strengths and being the leader, right? Yeah. Take the, take whatever you're so, here's, you know, just bring the band to anybody, something that anybody could take, decide what your strengths are and get curious as to how you can utilize them to create a leadership role in your life. Mm. And that doesn't mean that you have to be an entrepreneur a leader of a company or a leader of whatever but you can be a leader for yourself and if you're yourself mm-hmm. if you recognize what your strengths are and you appreciate those strengths and you create gratitude on a regular basis for the opportunity to recognize those strengths right for create gratitude on a regular basis to your body for housing your soul as you kind of move through this adventure called life uh, and make these different choices and learn these different lessons when you start recognizing that every single moment is a gift and you do something about it more often, um, you then will start to, I think, be more of a leader for yourself and for others. And when you do that, it—I always say there's one thing that comes up for me a lot is like, be the, you know, to, to paraphrase Gandhi, right? He says, "Be the change you want to see in the world." I'm, I'm really about being the light you want to see in the world. Mm. But allow your light to shine so brightly that it'll, it gives others permission to do the same. Mm. When people see you being your natural self, honing in on your strengths, and being grateful for them connecting with people with the intention of cooperation instead of competition, Mm. then it allows others to be in that that same space.
0: Mm. I love that. That's awesome. That is a fantastic answer. Uh, Where can people find you, Mr. Stanley? You can find me
1: in Annandale, New Jersey. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Dad jokes. Okay. They can find me on Uh, ryanstanley.com. Quick and easy. R-Y-A-N-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y.com. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm a coach and author, speaker, entrepreneur.
0: You want to uh, give a setlist tease plug?
1: And the setlist tease. If you're a fan of live music, I also have a t-shirt company called Setlist Tees. It's like a a unique piece of art featuring the date from your favorite concert on the front, and then the setlist from the concert is on the back. Uh, we've yeah. got hundreds, hundreds on the site right now from all different bands. Very popular in the jam band community because a lot of people see the same band over and over and over again. And he mm-hmm. said this is a little bit different.
0: Mm-hmm. But we
1: also have got bands going all the way back. You know, we've got the Beatles, we've got the Stones, we've got the Eagles, we've got people from the 70s, we've got early 80s, Pat Benatar. I've got you name. There's a place where you can go on and request any any concert that you've been to. So a lot of mm-hmm. people get their first concert or their favorite concert. Or you know, I know people. I met my wife at this concert, so that's why they bought the the shirt. So it's yeah. kind of like a ticket stub that you can wear.
0: Yep. That's awesome. I love it. And of course, if you're interested in the book, you can get the book on Amazon. Is that Amazon. Right?
1: Yep. Absolutely. If you go to the Ryan Stanley.com and order one directly from me, you get a signed copy, uh, which also come with a complimentary coaching session.
0: Cool. And,
1: but if you go to uh, Amazon, it's there as well. You can read some reviews, what other people have had to say. And uh, there it is.
0: Right on Ryan, you are the man. And I so appreciate you joining us today. That was awesome.
1: I, I concur, man. I, I, anytime, uh, I'd be happy to come back. That went by fast in a great way.
0: Thanks for joining us on this episode of Wisdom Beyond the Classroom. And until next time, keep in mind that the greatest secret is that you become what you think about. And your brain will go to work to prove your beliefs true.